Welcome to Turning Purple, where we take an in-depth look at life as an independent artist. The good, the bad, and the kiki carry of it all. Hey, 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 oh, hey. hi there. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. So it's now, this is the seventh week. Lucky number seven. Lucky number seven on the seventh week of coronavirus. Miss what did Rona we get? gave to me. What did we get? What did we get this week? Um, what did we get? <laughs> um, a couple of trips to the grocery store. One quick one trip to the grocery store. Um, because we're responsible. And uh, well, we went to uh, we went to a few different ones. We went to a couple different grocery stores, but we stores. only went to those stores once. Once, so there. So there you go. <laughs> we're we are, trying. We are trying, uh, girl. How are you feeling, though? Are you feeling okay? Feeling like a quarantine. I'm feeling a little bit like a quarantine myself. Um, I'm actually feeling wonderful this week. I've had a wonderful week. We've accomplished a lot this week. Um, we did already. Uh, we sh- past weekend. Yeah, we shot some videos. Shot some videos. Um, on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, guerrilla video styling. Guerrilla. Guerri- we didn't guerrilla. get arrested. Guerrilla. Um, Very guerrilla. So that's good. Um, extremely guerrilla. Will you so turn yeah, my phone off? It was for a me? good time. Um, and yeah, we're hanging in there. Um, we're still here, and that's all that matters. And that's all that matters. I'm still here. <laughs> thanks, guys, for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for your um, kind messages. There's we just so got many one wonderful today kind messages from, from so Ms. many lovely people. We got one from Miss Jerrica in Dallas. Jerica. Thank you for listening, Miss Jerrica. She said After she Jem. Did, she said it was from Jem and the fact that it rhymed with Erica because you were a big inspiration for oh, her. Oh, that is so sweet. I love hearing shit like My that. My nobody cares theory is failing minute by minute. And somebody cares. A couple of people, people out there give a crap. A couple people care, but mostly nobody. Oh. <laughs> I care. Do you? No. I do. <laughs> I do. I care. Um, I care. Let's get into it, get into it, get into it, shall we? Let's get into it, darling. Get into it, get into it, get into it. Um, so I think this is pretty pertinent, especially like right now where everyone's gagging for coins and wondering when their next check is coming. When is my stimulus check coming and when is your when is your stimulus check? I don't know when mine's coming. I don't know when yours is coming. A lot of people out there don't know when these checks is coming. Yeah. So, how, you know, it's important to... Uh, Keep the lights on. Don't yeah, you think? Yeah, you gotta, who's keeping the lights on? Who's keeping the lights on up in this bitch? Um, who's keeping the lights on over here? <laughs> you keeping your lights on? Have my you, lights. Has your electricity been ever on. been turned off? Ever been to? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been turned off. It was turned off once, and uh, we had to come. They had to come and turn it back on. I'm trying to remember. Or was it the phone? It was that long ago. I mean, my phone used to get turned off all. But the like time. the landline. <laughs> Remember, a, I used to have like because we had a landline. Oh, a landline got yeah. turned off. I feel like a landline got turned off. Oh, Back in the day, I used to have Sprint, and they would be turning your shit off with the quickness if you did not pay your bill. And like, I used to be. Oh yeah, yeah, my shit got turned off all the time. People, was, I don't know if the lights. I think the the lights were kept on. 
I think mostly. I, yeah. I think mostly. I mean, the lights you have to not on. pay your electric bill for a while. For and the thing is, the thing. Well, back when I when I first was living on my own, right out of college, and didn't know how any of that shit worked, mm-hmm. I got into it. And on a tip from somebody, another poor, uh, from a tip, a tip from another poor person. Just the tip? <laughs> Just the tip. Uh, if you talk to them, if you call them, then they won't turn it off. <laughs> Why are you gagging? Why I called are you, gagging? you. If you call them, if you're like, I don't have the money, but I could give you like a dollar. <laughs> uh-huh. Seriously, yeah. that's it. That's all you got to do to get Put your you on shit. that payment plan. Yeah. I was like, I can give you, I can't give you anything, but I can give you a dollar. Because it costs, like, they got to send somebody out. Right. It's going to gonna cost somebody. them. It's going to cost them. Yeah. So you just call the bitches. Anyway, keeping them damn lights on. It How are you going to keep the lights it on? It ain't always easy. It ain't, always, it ain't always easy to keep the lights on. Like there's a lot. I've done so many different things over the years to keep the damn lights on. Mm-hmm. To get a, get a couple of coin in my pocket. You mean dressing like a woman doesn't just put money in your pocket instantly? Not instantly, no. Not it all, does not. not well, time? I did it I, when I... When I there was a part of time in my life when I needed to earn money and I wasn't yet, you know, full fledged, a fully pledged queen of the United mm-hmm. States of America. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, 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 when I was in co- college, 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 not high school, but college, <laughs> when I was in college, uh, the first job that I had away from home in New York City was working for Urban Outfitters. Uh, what? Yeah. I can see that. It was a lot. That play working for a corporate um, chain is a lot. There's You're like a lot a cashier you know, or no, like I was folding, not a cashier. I like... was a I was a floor person. I was uh-huh. a sale, I was a on the floor. Like in oh in New York City? In New York City. The one on the one on Second Avenue. Second Avenue. Okay. So it wasn't crazy busy. I didn't I, mm-hmm. I, it was like one of the least busy ones, but it was still a lot. Like they like basically give you a cavity search on your way in and out of there every day. Oh, because they don't want you mopping their goods. Yeah, they don't want you mopping their goods. Not not that. But you didn't have to. The thing is you could like <laughs> the, who cares about this? Well, I'm going to tell you anyway cuz it's really How interesting. How many products it's very did interesting. you steal from this? I did place. not steal anything, but it's very interesting because it, and and out there they probably still do it. There's have secret sales. That we were, they have uh, different colors of markers. That if the tag has a specific color of marker through it on a specific day, like sometimes that shit was like a dollar. Hmm. Oh, so you knew and you would just yeah. wait for them to put it on sale. Yeah, I would wait for the secret sale and like that good but sale. Also, I would hide things behind the sale <laughs> rack. <laughs> Everybody did it. It wasn't just me. We would pick up whatever, something new would come in. You liked one of them in a good size. There was, a sale rack, the sale rack was always a fucking mess in there because people would ransack it. Mm-hmm. And no matter how well it was cleaned, it was, there was always a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a space behind where you could hide shit. So we would just hide the shit behind the sale rack and wait till for it to go on super duper duper <laughs> duper, duper duper sale and pay like a dollar for it. That we wouldn't have to steal because it was very difficult to steal from there. Because basically, like I said, they gave you a cavity search on the way out. Anyway, that was my first job, and then my second job was working for an interior designer with Linda Ooh. James, Linda James and Moosh, Johnny McGovern's old boyfriend. <laughs> hmm. We were for an interior designer. His name was Kine. Uh, that was a really uh, interesting job because uh that was my first experience with flowers actually learning like how to arrange flowers in a mm-hmm. very basic manner also when i worked uh we did prop styling for miss the first lady of new york city 
Miss Sandra Lee. Really? Do you know who Sandra Lee is? She had a show on the on the Food Network called mm-hmm. Semi Homemade with Sandra Lee. Yeah, yeah. So we did uh, we did the prop styling, prop styling for the first season of Semi Homemade with Sandra Lee, me and Linda James. Uh-huh. And uh, come on, tech. Yeah, it was really it was cute. It was shot at a house in Connecticut. P.S. The same house that the the first season of the Paula Dean show, who that was supposed to be in Georgia, was shot at. So. <laughs> You ain't in Georgia. You ain't in Georgia. You ain't Connecticut. <laughs> Shut up. Anyway, so yeah, that was... And after that, I had a series of... No, not a series. I worked for what we call the light night, the Nightlife Employment Agency, uh-huh. which was called Details, Details. In New York City, it was called Details. You still got, you still got some... some- Candles from details hiding in got, your closet. I, I sure do. I still got details from 25 years later. <laughs> I still got stuff that I got when details closed. Wow. But I worked there for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there, that was in Chelsea? That was there was three on locations. 8th Ave, right? There were three locations. There was oh, one on okay. 8th Avenue, there was one on 52nd Street uptown, mm. and there was one in the West Village. Mm. Uh, we were we all worked at all three stores. But uh, like I said, the, one of the our friends was the manager. Most of the people that worked there, if not all, at certain points, worked in nightlife, so it was an easy job. And then after that was over, I was working primarily. That was a period where I worked uh, in nightlife primarily. That was those were the after that job was over. Those were the um, the Ritz years, the years that I worked at the Ritz on Saturday nights, and that was a lot of years. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was like what, like four years? You worked there for a while. And that was pretty, and they they paid me really well, so that was pretty much. And I had other parties that I did, but and uh, right. and that was also the time where I did I would do back to back. I would do from ten p.m. to four a.m. at the Ritz, mm. and then four a.m. to eight a.m. at Mister Black. Girl. Okay, so I was getting double paid on the weekends, oh and really God. didn't have to do much else during the week because. Um, you know, because the the coins were that good, mm-hmm. and then after that, that all ended is when I really started working full time in flowers and the event industry. Right, but you were still doing drag at the same time. I was doing drag at the same time until we you so, moved to LA. Until I moved to LA, and, and then, then you I, were doing full time, full time, full time, full time, full overtime, overtime, and then too here, much time, too much time, and then here I got another jo- another day job at uh, another floral design place. Which mm-hmm. I had up until Miss Rona, Miss Rona took it away. Yeah. And now, fun fact, I make more money <laughs> <laughs> on unemployment plus the stimulus money that extra six hundred, which is very handy. Mm-hmm. Um I make more money Not and have and I have free healthcare now that I don't have a job. Welcome to motherfucking the United Stupid Goddamn States of America. That y'all. makes so much sense. But you know, <sighs> anyway, hey, what are you going to do? At least what you have... can figure out the system to get unemployment. Exactly. That's not easy. No, well, I had a very uh, dramatic time with unemployment after my last job ended in LA. So I spent a lot of time. I spent daily because mm-hmm. the books, I was not represented put it nicely it was not represented the way that I should have been in the legal filings of the company that I was working for so I had so I had to you know really fight for unemployment 
uh, it took months for me to get unemployment. Uh, there was a special arbiter that had to come in. It was They bounced me back and forth between a bunch of people, but thank God for California laws because I got me that money. And then I got me some more money too with another, some more legal proceedings. Okay, to oh, But um, I got that coin. That but I was, I'm was i very well versed in the system. But I have to say, here in uh, Arizona, DES is even easier to navigate than it is in... DES? DES. Oh, <laughs> so DS. Not DS. DES is the, yeah, the Department of Economic Security door link. Oh. It's easier to navigate than even in California. That's so, good. Uh, that shit came in right quick and handy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's my, in a nutshell, girl, like you got to keep, you got to do what you got to do to keep them goddamn lights on. Okay. And I have, and I have done mine. What have you, you haven't <laughs> pretty much just been. Uh, You've been exclusively. You talked about that one job that you had at that one place, but that's yes. pretty much the only job that you had, right? Yeah. When I first moved to New York, I worked at a, like a string of restaurants for the first couple years, mm-hmm. and then um, I quit and just started. Not that I was really making tons of money at music at the time, but. I was kind of determined because I was hardly making any money at the restaurant that I was working at anyway. So I was like, I can do this. And, um, and I did somehow, some way, uh, I've always kind of, um, done a lot of different things to, to make enough money to actually consider myself a full-time musician. Um, from, you know, producing music for other people, Mm -hmm. being a songwriter at a publishing deal for a while, uh, where I was just like on salary as a, as a songwriter for the company. Um, I, um, gigging, doing gigs, doing live gigs, um, gigging, uh, you know, doing (laughs) recording the commercials, um, doing, uh, yeah. Production for other people, um, background singing for people. Background um, singing. And, uh, God, I mean, just, there's just, I'm selling music, you know, the, the yeah, revenue. You make, you've been able to make money off of selling music as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rev, the revenue from because music sales. Because you keep it yours. Because, yeah, well, because I release it on my own label and then I actually get to make the money as opposed to when you get signed to a label and they take all the money and give you basically nothing. Um, so, uh, yeah, so a uh, combination, I've taught voice lessons. Yeah, I was I a professor at an academy lessons. in Ukraine for a while uh-huh. um, while I was living I in Europe. That. And then when I moved back to, uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I was still teaching there, but I was teaching on Skype um, at like 8 a.m. Because <laughs> it was like, you know, <laughs> 6 p.m. there or whatever. And I was, you know, mm-hmm. uh, teaching voice lessons on Skype at 8 a.m. That's always fun for, especially for the roommates that are still asleep. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, most recently I started working for this company who, where I was just uh, a songwriter and, and um, singer for this royalty-free music company basically making songs for them that they will um, use for music in shopping malls and grocery stores and what have you. Um, 
Yeah, because you know, you know, like when you're in the Walgreens and you and hear that, that song yeah. comes on, you're like, this sounds like something that I've heard before, but I don't recognize this voice, mm. or and I don't think I've ever heard this song before. Yeah. Well, guess what? You haven't, because that store has bought royalty-free music right. from artists that you never heard of. Right. That's the, and and they are specifically made to sound like popular songs. Exactly. And that is what. Adam That's Jensen's what doing. I've been doing. That is what you have been doing. Um, and now they, they've hired me as a contractor, and I'm like hiring other people to write songs and sing songs for them because they they want to develop a huge catalog of songs. So um, now I'm like, you know, songwriting. I'm still doing songwriting and singing for them, but now I'm also contracting and I have a bunch of organization of other songwriters doing all that kind of stuff. So it's just another way of. You know, they asked me if I was interested in doing it. I was like, why not? You know, I know songwriters. I know singers. So, you know, um, yeah. And just did a Rice Krispies commercial. We'll see how that turns out. You Um, just sung a demo for a Rice Krispies commercial, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, That kind of stuff comes here and there. Uh, I've done, you know, I did a Mountain Dew commercial in the past. I used to do a lot of commercials actually when I was really, when I was a kid. I did tons, oh, yeah. you, tons you spoke, and tons of commercials. You were a child store. We, yeah. we spoke about that um, but, previously. But you know, as an adult, <laughs> I've done I've done several you know voiceover singing for commercials and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, God, when I first moved to New York, I was just like you know whatever I can do, whatever gig I could find, I will go and I will be there and I'm ready to do it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like. Take it as it goes. It it I've it's it's been very inconsistent. I can say that it's been very inconsistent. Yes. So the lights, keeping the lights on, has not always been the easiest. No thing, and it's, that's it, for sure. Yeah, it can be stressful. It because can be stressful. You, never like it because it, not only if, if you can be lucky enough. <laughs> if, if, if like when I was lucky enough to actually save up money, then that's great. But. A lot of times, like I was just going from gig to gig, and and it was like, when? How am I going to pay? Sure, I paid my rent this month, but how am I going to pay my rent next month? I hope I get another gig. And fortunately, it usually works out to where something happens. I don't know. It's it like, always it always did. New York is a cruel, cruel mistress, but she does provide mm-hmm. somehow. Most people. At certain points in my life, most people that I was friends with and surrounded with uh, were basically living minute to minute. Right. And it just wasn't, you didn't have all of the money for your rent until the day your rent was due. Right. And then it, that was on a good month. Mm-hmm. Usually, usually I was running two, three, four days behind. And most people... Most people do. At the time, it was fine because that's just how everybody was. Yeah. Uh, they weren't going to kick you out over a couple days late. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not only is the coin very sporadic when you're living, you know, la vie bohème. <laughs> I thought that's what you were going to say. La vie bohème. <laughs> in... Bohème. Uh, in Especially in New York City. But the other aspect of it that is very interesting, and I think people don't often... uh, And and another reason why artists are often broke as fuck Mm -hmm. is because not only is the money that you get sporadic, but in order to make more money, in order to produce your product, Mm -hmm. you have to invest in it. Yeah, you got to turn around and put it right back in. You have to turn around and spend the money. Right, and... And for I'll, I'll do it 
mine first mm-hmm. because it's pretty obvious. I mm-hmm. mean, if you could see me right now, you'd see how beautiful that I look today. Yes. And how gorgeous my new nails you are. You can watch on YouTube. But, um, you know, for myself as a drag performer, uh, it's super expensive. Mm-hmm. Most of the money that I had, well, went back into... Um, I found ways. Luckily, I'm a crafty queen, so I didn't have to spend as much as some bitches do. Yeah, I mean, on compared to what looks. so what other girls do. Exactly. I mean, they're spending like the pageant queen spending There's, thousands of dollars on I gowns. I don't understand it. I'm like, never, what kind of job do you have that you can spend you that much money on job. your drag? You gotta have another job or a fin- a financier door link. Oh, okay, yeah. You have a financier. I don't honey. understand. Those bitches um, must have some serious jobs. Because yeah, I think yeah, there's like it's just like you know, because where we come from, dra- most drag queens are just straight up poor. You know, most yeah, artists in general that we are poor. But like you got to buy. I had to buy makeup, nails, uh, shoes, shoes, fabric. The most most of the money that I had to spend on were, oh God, I don't even know because honestly. Truth be told, we're telling the truth here, so I'm going to tell you it doesn't matter. <laughs> Spill They're not going to catch me. I stole most of the nails and makeup that I wore for a very long period of time. Mopping uh, is stealing. Mopping is stealing. Mopping is stealing. <laughs> Eric Couture. Uh, I did. I mean, I just did because they were really – Kmart was just asking for it. Oh, I yeah. I remember you, you saying There was <laughs> – and I'll tell if you visit that Kmart, there is oh because of me. Uh, I'm convinced it was because of all the stealing that I did from that fucking store. We can't <laughs> stay stocked with we these can't, nails. No, their makeup. They changed the entire layout of their makeup section, their makeup <laughs> and nail section. They put straight up railings so that there was one way in Girl. and one way out of the makeup session. Of this the makeup section, it was so easy. To, <laughs> it was so easy to mop from that one. The one on in uh, Washington, no, on Eighth Street. What is that? Uh-huh. What's Astor that called? Place. Astor Place. The Astor Place Kmart bitch was so easy to mop from. Wow! <laughs> like you could we because on Astor Place, not only there was a front entrance, but there was also a subway entrance. So you could get directly off of the subway mm-hmm. on t- into the basement through a turnstile oh, yeah. I've, into I've the basement in that of that Kmart. Mm-hmm. So what you would do, you would get your basket. I would get my basket, load it up, <laughs> load up my basket, carry it down, handbasket, carry it downstairs, there was one the aisle right before the turnstile. There was was a blind spot in the cameras. The camera Ooh. over the tan st- over the turnstile could only see uh, at the aisle directly going to the cash registers. Girl. But then the next camera over w- started at the beginning of the other aisle. So there was a one spot and one Come aisle. On, Mission Impossible. That was, this thing that there was a blind spot right there where I could literally dump the entire basket full. Of merchandise uh-huh. into my purse slash man bag, like giant purse, mm-hmm. my giant day bag, and then walk right out that turnstile. Oh my god! And this was like before, like they didn't have like those. Uh, I never got monitors caught. or whatever it's called. One of the, like the detectors with the that would go beep 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 beep. No, not on the makeup. Wow. 
They had some on the some it's like some of the more expensive makeup sometimes, but those were easy enough to peel. There was there was a, a total blind spot. Excuse me, ma'am. Spend, you need to pay for that, sir. <laughs> I could yeah. Excuse me, ma'am. You need to pay for that, sir. But yeah, I could just pick the little pick the little sticky things off. Wow. I had to, plenty of time. The things we do for art. The things we did for our, my, I did for my art. But yeah, I think that there's sometimes, I think most art forms, uh, visual, performing, whatever, what have you, there's so much that yeah. you have to pay for mm-hmm. in order to yeah. produce the art that you want to do. Unlike any, like, so like I said, not only are the coins sporadic, mm-hmm. they are immediately put back into what you're doing what right you're putting out that's the thing yeah when you, i was same for you, when i right? was you know i would i would i was not making a lot of money you know back in the day i mean i'm still <laughs> making a lot of money but um you know it's it was messed up because it's like you make a thousand dollars for a gig and that's like a huge gig with your band or whatever but then you got a you got a music video that that cost 500 bucks to make and that's just one video you know what i mean and Uh then it's just like so many things you know there it it never i i I literally do not know how i made enough money to survive especially living in new york city i don't know either but somehow it always seemed to happen yeah and the thing is like how did we have money for things we didn't one of us might we never all had money at the same time. Yeah. But we also lived a very communal lifestyle yeah. as far as going out went, taking taxi cabs. Uh, yeah. And like, there was even many a eating, night when I'm just like, I have no sometimes. money. I have no money at all. Even eating sometimes. I mean, like, yeah. everybody, whoever had. It was a family. Whoever had the money at the time would just pe- would spend it mm-hmm. on things for everyone to do. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure. Where, where the money needed to be spent. In order and for us to all be where we needed to be. Together. And our main form of entertainment was to go out to bars and clubs and we would never pay for anything there. That's another great part of being. I think it's probably the same way in any mm, major city. No. I don't know about here. I feel I like here. I, I mean, well, unless girl, I'm we're working, not, we're not, we're not lo- like we're still I mean, we'll get a we'll get known, a, we'll but get we're a, not maybe locals. a drink or two, but like when I'm working, um, when I'm working, well, we didn't say what that was in New York City. Yeah, if you work in nightlife, if you're part of the nightlife family, you anywhere usually, you go, yeah. you don't have to pay for anything. You, you know, the bartender, they're not going to charge you. No, if you work in nightlife, they're not going to charge you. Even if you try, like I would tip. Yeah, but if you, even if you tried to pay, they're like, don't, I don't want your money. Mm-hmm. So. Your the cheapest. No I mean that. That and that's the that's the devil right there. That was you know the cheapest thing to do was for to any of us. Party. Cheaper than eating. Cheaper than eating. Cheaper than going to the movies. Cheaper than going to a show. Cheaper than anything was to go out. Cheaper than staying at home and ordering than, in. <laughs> cheaper than staying at home going ordering in was to go out and get, get plastered. <laughs> Get unlimited drinks. Unlimited free motherfucking drinks. So yeah, that was that was definitely that was a part of it. Yeah. That was a part of being there. And the more you did it, the more you would get it's like the more often you would go out, the more the bartenders would want to give you free drinks. Would want to give you free drinks. (laughs) And and to maintain, for me anyway, to maintain my status in the wool room, 
you have to be out. You have to be seen. Especially like we were talking about before, the nature of being a, a host, like a party host. Mm-hmm. You're hopping from party to party because parties don't last forever, a year if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years if you're real, real lucky. Um, you're hopping from party to party and you have to be out. People have to see you to want to hire you for their party. So being, maintaining, you know, putting in FaceTime at the hottest, the other hottest parties mm-hmm. is part of maintaining your status in the wall room. Yeah. The ballroom of New York City. For sure. We Sorry, would have to go to, we would have to go out. Even when we didn't want to go out, sometimes <laughs> we would just have to go out. It was yeah. part of our job. Yeah. In sure. a weird way. Um, but, but that's I, there like, was, there that was, was that's another part yeah. of the investment and return. If you want some return, you got to invest, or mm-hmm. like, and uh, luckily we were young enough that our livers could take it. Yes, not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> like I'm, pretty, yeah. I'm pretty much sober, Sally. You'll, you'll get. I mean, you'll get I'm little, pretty much sober, Sally. Yeah. I can't even remember the last time. The last time I had a drink was uh, more than a month ago. But you still have the desire to go out and get turned. I don't have that desire anymore, which is great. I oh, yeah. think I would ever. I, I don't think I would ever get to a place in my life where I didn't. I don't have the desire to be like go out and get fucked the fuck up. Mm-hmm. I changed my shifted my perspective somehow i it it took a lot of work but yeah. i think it just took a, a really long honest look at myself and also some situations that i got myself in when we first moved here that were not cute mm-hmm. uh like and coming home with my i didn't with know your, did I tell this story with your, with your pants on with my pants on backwards and not remembering where i was or how i got there yeah at so, 8 a.m <laughs> at 8 a.m <laughs> that was i was just like girl you're too old for this shit you gotta figure out what it is and then, you know, investigating my anxiety and all. It just it was, it was a, anyway, it was a domino effect of dealing about, dealing with things, taking an honest look at where I was. Yeah. It was a combination of a lot of those things. But we were <laughs> lucky to be young and in New York City. Yes. And so that we could input the uh, alcoholic investment. Yeah. In. But people, you know, people always told me to save money, but I was just never able to save money Who, because nobody can it was, save money. It girl. was, it was if like you don't have a real. If, you, if money you're not a got, nine to five, yeah. I will disagree. I'm. Go, I object, Your Honor. You cannot say it is impossible to save money if you don't have a nine to five job. I mean, it and just even depends then, on how much money you're making. But like, it's just not, if you're, you know, if, if you're living scraping in by major cities, it if, was. It's not. If you yeah. live in a major city, it's if you not, live in you New York City, scraping by. And then also putting money back into your art at the same time. Yeah, how are you going to save money? I don't know. I was never able. I was never able to do it. I was, I was never really that much in debt, but I was never able to like keep money in the bank because I was literally just like spending all the money I had every month on rent and then anything else that I would have to do. And then when I would end up making, you know have a good gig and make a big chunk of money, Mm. it would usually just turn in, you know, directly into, I want to do this recording session or I want to do this, uh, music video, or I got to do this photo shoot with this person. And, you know, you just, the money just goes as quick as it comes. Um, but you know, but that's, I think that that's what keeps, kept me moving forward, you know, but you also have to invest in things like, in different things, not just your appearance. Mm-hmm. You have to invest in equipment. Yeah. Correct. You have to invest in um 
what else? What other kinds of things do you have to invest in? I mean, as a recording you have to, artist and, and, spend, and like, a producer, uh, I would have to, yeah, I would have to invest in equipment, uh, microphones, computer, speakers, all that stuff, keyboards, uh, computer programs, um, and then you know. And honestly, yeah, I mean, I had to, I had to buy, go out and buy clothes too, because you got to look cute for your show. You do, you do have you to know? look cute for clothes. And yeah, you did like to, um, to put on a, a look. Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you can't just walk out there and th- what you wear every day. I mean, it's not like I'm yeah. in a grunge band. No, you, know? <laughs> you, did, you really had to cultivate that. Teenage, I'm a homosexual, teenage, darling. teenage homosexual runaway. Um, and uh, look, you know, and sometimes it's just like. Putting the money into pay musicians to do gigs that you think might make you money, but then they don't. So it's like you never know how many people are going to show up to your gig. And sometimes you're getting paid based on how many people show up, not like you're getting paid blah, blah, $500 or whatever, you know, for this gig. You know, it's sometimes it's like I need to hire these people so that I can have a band for this gig. And I don't know how much money I'm going to make. Maybe I'll make nothing. But I, I still got to do this gig because I set it up and you know what I mean? So it's like, it's sometimes you're, you're it's just, just losing act. money. You sometimes know? you're just losing money. Sometimes we just lost money. Yeah. Sometimes I would spend uh, more money on an outfit than I was making yeah. in a night. Yeah. Or more money and time, between money and time of getting ready. I mean, like, because I liked to... I loved to make things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, sometimes I would spend more than was coming in. Uh, yeah. And it was, and it's hard to keep track of sometimes, girl. <laughs> I mean, do you even keep track of it at the end of the day? It's no, like, who cares? Not really. Like, that's the thing. Like, I was never doing, I was never doing stuff to be like, if I spend this much money on this, then I know I'm going to make, th- I'm going to make a bunch of money. It's going to be totally worth it. Like, it was never really about that for me. It was like, I want to do this. This is what I see in my head. And how much is it going to make? How is it? How much is it going to take to make this happen? And what what's the least amount of money I could spend to make this happen? You exactly. Know what I, mean? I mean, that's definitely that's a consideration. I've I've done a lot of things. I mean, my drag evolved that way, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah. And like, how what how can I spend the least amount of money on this? Yeah. It was a, it was a lot of that. That was a there was a lot. There's a lot that, but that, I think that creates really good art because you have to really dig deep. Yeah. And be crafty. Mm-hmm. Um, I, most of the time, I was like, "What is the least amount of money that I can possibly spend?" For sure. I mean, that's how I made all of my music videos. I've never spent that much money on a music video. It's like, who can I call? Who's gonna do this for super cheap but still be good? Who can I call in a favor? Who wants to be in this? Who can be a part of it? Who can I borrow clothes from? You know, all that stuff because that's I just having a couldn't... family artistic. That's why having a family, chosen yeah. family is very important. Mm-hmm. Chosen family is so, so important. Uh, I couldn't all of imagine. My sisters, I couldn't imagine what my life would have been like in New York without the family that I had. Yeah. We had such a tight knit group. We did. When we were there. Yeah, it was almost like just assumed that like, oh, I'm doing a video. Can you do, you know, can you come be in it or can you do makeup for me? And it was just like, of course, you know, like it was just what we did, you know. So that was that was definitely a huge help to have. For sure. 
Or anything's. What about stuff that like you did that you thought was gonna be that you thought was gonna make you a lot of money that mm-hmm. like just did not make you any money. Is there anything that most of the things? Most of the things. Most of the things. Yeah, that's the thing because for me, it was always the things that I didn't expect anything out of that were the most successful or popular for me. For example, faggoty attention. It was a total Mm -hmm. joke, and then then it became (laughs) what I was known for. Um, You know, uh, beautiful, wonderful joke. It's hilarious. Yeah, but it was a joke, and in my mind, it was a total like just a little joke and it was not anything that I would ever think that, you know, would be popular because it was just a joke in my head. But uh-huh. I think, but the thing is the things that are funny and like silly people usually like, I think, you know? Um, exactly. so, but you know, it, the things that what about- I, 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 I'm trying to think of something that I thought was going to be really big. And then it was just kind of whatever. I mean, Tons of stuff that I've done. I, 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 I try not to. I try not. I really make a conscious effort to try not, not to get my hopes up anymore. Not anymore. I would stop letting myself get my hopes up after I, I got a record deal, and nothing became of it. And it was such a big process. And um, talk about making money. Okay, this I got signed. I had a big like. Two things happen around around the faggoty attention time. I think I talked about this earlier, but um, I did. I got a publishing deal where I got signed to a publishing company to basically write songs for other people. Um, you know, to be a songwriter for like big pop records or whatever. Yeah. And then <clears throat> I, in the, a couple months later. I, I kind of that kind of got me into like the industry area, the music industry, which I was never a part of before. I was very like just doing my own thing. And um then I got introduced to this label who was actually gonna sign the friend that got me the publishing deal. My friend was also a songwriter. He was signed to this publishing company and he introduced the publishing company to me and then they signed me. And then he was supposed to get this record deal, but he didn't want to sign to them. So he threw the record deal. Basically, he threw them, you know, threw me their way and uh-huh. they signed me. So um, I basically got this big record deal. It was a huge, like, you know, 40 page contract, blah, 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 blah. Oh like all these album, like album options for up to seven albums. And we'll spend this much. In, uh, amount of money on pushing each record and blah blah it was crazy it was like huh. it was like a real legit yeah. record it, this was Big. a company that was under sony records so it was a real like i went to the office in the skyscraper with the you know secretary there waiting for me and blah 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 I walked into the conference room like it was crazy <laughs> and um and and uh they gave me the papers and whatever and and um, I had to get a lawyer. I basically spent almost the entire advance of the record deal, which wasn't, wasn't a lot of money. It wasn't a huge advance because it was pending. It wasn't like, we're definitely going to make an album for you. It was like, yeah. we're going to do this compilation album, and then we have the option to pick you up for a solo album. But So the advance was not that much. It was like, I think it was like 2500 bucks or something. 
Um, which at the time I was like, oh, wow, 2,500 bucks is kind of cool. But at this, but I had to get a lawyer to negotiate the contract because you, uh, I didn't know this, but you never just sign a record deal without negotiating. And so I had to pay a lawyer to negotiate. I, for I got you? this like big, like this person, this lawyer that my friend recommended to me, who was like a real entertainment attorney, whatever, ended mm-hmm. up like charging me, I think, fifteen hundred bucks to negotiate the contract. So I just spent like, you Your know, more advance. than half of the money that I got advanced on the lawyer, just on the lawyer to negotiate the contract. It was crazy. Um, and then of course, um, comes around to do the do the gig to promote the compilation record that we released on this on the on the label and i'm like they're like okay can you come can you bring a band or do you want to just do it to track so you could do it with a guitar player and i was like well how much is this paying cuz you're asking me to bring a band right and i'm and they're like well no there's no budget for this show and i'm just like okay so i'm on a major label i'm a major label artist <laughs> And you want me to do this gig for free? Like, what? And you want me to bring a band? I was like, how do you think I have money to pay for this? Like, I've seen Fucked no money from this, from this deal like, other than the advance, which I spent most of it with my lawyer. So it was just like, okay. And then that was the only show that they did. That was the only money I got. The, that was, that, like, the advance was the only money that I ever got out of that label. And um, then they ended up closing down the label six months later. So... Um, yeah, it was just like, I thought I was, you know, that was one, I guess that's one thing where I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to make money now. I'm finally on a major label, blah, 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 blah. And then of course I ended up making less money than if I would have just like gone and released a record myself. I made more money off Faggity Attention releasing it while I was on the label when I wasn't supposed to. I made way more money off that, selling that than I did from the major label deal. Yeah. So So record deals are bullshit. Record record deals, I mean Usually, I guess right? they can be, but I would say ninety five percent of the time. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent of the ninety five percent of the time. Record deals are, are bullshit. bullshit. And all they're gonna do is hold you back from and take your, and take your money. Well yeah. The, first of all they're gonna hold you back that's and not a, let this, you release I've heard music. other stories as well. Yeah. Not just yours. You're not the only. I mean, that's a. That's. I feel like that's an open secret. Yeah. You know, it's not a secret. Yeah. It's like most of most most of the artists that are signed to labels, you never even heard of because they never release their music because they hold it until they think that they're sure that they're going to get a return on putting money into this project. Mm-hmm. And but then that's the sad thing. Even once you. I mean, we all we've all heard about like the huge groups that had number one records, like TLC and whatever that that are broke when they have number one record on the thing because their yep. label deal was so bad, you know. Especially with groups, because then you're splitting the money three, four ways, whatever, and the you know, it's it's even worse than if you're a solo artist. Mm. Um, but but yeah, I mean, like that's. I've always found that for me, I've made the most money doing as much as I can by myself and getting the least amount of people involved as possible when it comes to the business side of it, because there's just more to split. And when the second you let somebody else take care of all the financial stuff, that's the end of 
your possibility of seeing any money usually. Usually, yeah. Even when you have contracts, like, oh yeah, we're gonna split this down the middle. Um, yeah, try, see if you see if they send you a check. Even Ooh, if you see if they send you a check, I'm serious. So, usually you have to. Usually you have to call them and request it. Oh wow! Because especially in the music industry, even when you got a contract, especially in the music industry, it's super shady. Wow! I did it. Okay, for example, I did. I had another song signed to a label. This was a small dance label. Okay, but we, the song was on the charts of Beatport, right? So uh-huh. it obviously sold something. Right, it obviously sold at least a hundred copies. Right, mm-hmm. so that's what a hundred dollars or whatever. You know, probably more than a hundred copies if it was on the charts. But anyway, we had a deal to get fifty fifty with the label because this is an indie label. Okay, usually yeah. the deal is like ninety ten for a major label. They get ninety percent of the sales. The artist gets ten, and then that ten. That 10% goes toward paying back all of the money that they spent on your album. So basically, they make all the money, and you... And then you have to pay them back And then with the 10% that, that you're making off the sale of the record, you have to pay for all the music video, all the studio costs, all the... Everything that they spent. Everything they spent. It's a recoup. Because they're basically just giving so you a they huge make loan. All the money back. It's a terrible you loan. Get nothing. Yeah, it's a terrible it's a, loan. It's a loan with terrible terms. The music, yeah, yeah. Ugh, it's so. It's but horrendous. but with this label, this label, this indie label That's that I horrendous. did, that I was working on, um, we call them, and I'm like, yo, so it's been like a year, and I'm like, where's the check? Like, obviously we sold something. He's like, oh yeah, well, the thing is, we spent. on Facebook promotion and $150 on the cover art. And we're like, wait, what? Like, you didn't tell us you were going to do a promotion campaign. Basically, they just said that they, they said that they spent money on promotion so that they don't have to pay us out the money that we actually are due. Girl. It's it's shady. It's shady as fuck. It's like, how can you prove that they did Facebook promotion? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to get a lawyer and go through all that for, you know, spend more on a lawyer than we're actually even going to be making from this project? Probably not. You know, it's just like, it's hard out there. You it's know? hard but out there. But that's why it's better to just do it. For me, it's better. It's been better to just do it on my own because at least I know if I make $10 on music sales, that is $10 is going to be in my pocket, you know? And then, yeah, you've just done it yourself. Yeah. I mean, and now it's like with as many songs as I've released in the last few years, I make a good amount of money off of um, selling music and the money that comes from the streaming services monthly. It's a good amount of money because it's all added up, you know? It's a lot because of you songs. Have quite a, yeah, it's a lot of songs. You have a, quite a, you've been a pretty prolific artist. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you know... It's not what it used to be, but it's something. But it's something. It's not what it used to be. It's not what it used to be, but it's something. Yeah, it's something. And it's, I feel like I've just, I mean, there's not been, you just have to, well, I don't, I don't know. I've, I've just been very open to whatever comes my way. 
that's all. That's all that I and have ever have, been and you have able well. to do. You know, I mean, I you rarely just kind of say yes. I rarely turn down a project. Yeah, I rarely. I mean, I can't. I, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think I have either. I mean, especially if they're paying. <laughs> but half the time, I mean, I'll just do stuff for free. I'm actually here's an example. I'm releasing a song on Friday. I didn't get paid to do that. My friend Lee Wilson sent me the sent me the vocals for his. Uh, cover of Love Will Never Do by Janet Jackson and he was like do you want to do a remix for me and um, so a lot of times people ask me if I want to do remixes and depending on the person like I know him like he's a friend of mine uh-huh. you know so I'm not going to be like you know my first instinct was not to be like uh, sure but I charged blah 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 for a remix you know I was like this could turn into something that is mutually beneficial for both of us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I did the remix. I really liked the way it turned out. And then I asked him, well, what if we just release this under both of our names instead of as a remix, we just release it on, as both of our names. So then, you know, we can split the money and it can be another release under my belt, you know? And, um, you know, it just worked out and it wasn't like I wasn't thinking about like how much money can I make off this sometimes that can that can be detrimental honestly if you're only thinking about money you know I think that like if you're focusing on an artistic project as something solely that can make you yeah make right. you money. How, how can how can I make money off how this? can I make money off of this yeah, I don't think that that's a. I, I feel like there are people that do that though, especially yeah. now. Those are the people. Especially now, those are the people that might do a, a couple projects and then probably end up going and doing something else because they're not getting the return that they want. And um, you know what? God bless them because that just means there's more room for us. Okay. <laughs> the it, the only people that really make it in this industry are the people that do it for the love yeah as an independent anything you do it when it's good you do it when it's bad you do it when you're making tons of money you do it when you're not making any money off of it because you just you're not doing it because you're because of the money you're doing it because this is what you want to do with your life exactly and if that if for me and for you we found that and we've kept it alive. My light dimmed a little bit a few years back, but it's shining bright again. Mm-hmm. If you find that light, um, then you keep it close and you figure out a way to keep the lights on. You figure it out. You figure Sometimes it, out. it doesn't happen. You figure it out. Sometimes, Sometimes the lights might be off do. for a while. And they might be off. But you'll turn them back you'll on. You'll turn them back on. You'll They'll come back on. I'll figure it out. You we'll can always you can always pay that reactivation fee. Yeah. Sometimes it's a little steep. It's hard. Sometimes the reactivation fee can take a while to save up for. Yeah. But <laughs> you'll get them back on. You'll get them back on, girl. I mean, yeah, it's just but I think it I think for me it just comes down to like why do I put myself through this? Because like I can't see myself doing anything else. Like, uh-huh. what's the point of doing anything else? I'd rather I'm getting. Be, I'm I'd, slowly. I'm getting back to that yeah, place. I'd rather be broke and doing what I'm doing than be making 
you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars at some job that I just didn't feel like I was meant for. You know what yeah. I mean? I can see my life was in New York was the same thing for so long um, that it was hard for me to see anything else. I'm, I'm like, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a person that is historically afraid of change anyway. It was like, not, I'm not good with like huge amounts of change very rapidly. I kind of like to settle into something. You prefer bills. I prefer bills. <laughs> Large bills. Bills, bills. Who likes bills. change? Nobody likes change. I didn't even understand what you were saying, Dad. <laughs> Sorry. Um, dad joke alert. Yeah, dad joke alert. But what was I saying? You're not You've, comfortable with change and you couldn't see yourself doing anything else. Uh like when I was in New York, it was hard for me to see outside of like the routine that I was in mm -hmm. because it was fun and it was paying enough. And uh, and it kind of kind of prevented me from striving further. That and a lot of deep insecurities. Yeah. But that was definitely part of it. Also, um, I guess the point of that tangent was that moving away, this move, moving from L.A. to here, from New York to L.A. and L.A. to here, to I'm where able. To Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, that's where we are. Okay. Did you forget? I just wanted to make sure that they knew where we were. To Phoenix, Arizona. We're in Phoenix, the Arizona. The Sun Valley's Sun hottest Valley, artistic Phoenix. duo. <laughs> Johnny Thank always you. makes fun of us. Johnny McGovern likes to do a radio announcer intro for us. Yeah. Because uh, we live in the Sun Valley. Because we live in the Sun Valley. But as, like, I was trying, the point I was trying to make was because of the, uh, shoving myself out of my comfort zone. Um, I can now see myself doing other things, like pursuing other, not separate interests, but pursuing other avenues. Mm -hmm. I can see myself, you know, making, you know, primarily making money off of my art. I can actually see that as something that I can strive to. Whereas before, Whereas before I couldn't see it because but it was. You it did was, though. I was in. A, I was in. You were I doing I figured, it full time. For I was doing it full time, but it was not. I, I was working. I was just doing parties. Yeah, you know, I was doing parties. I wasn't working on my craft very much. I didn't. Ever, I never even had my own show in New right, York. Right. That's something else. That's a point too. Like I never, <laughs> I never had a, my own weekly show, which is crazy. For as long as I was doing drag in New York City, I had nights where I did numbers, mm. but I didn't have my own show. I never had my own show because Isn't you never, crazy? Because you never pushed for that. Because I never pushed for that because I, because I didn't because I was comfortable in right. the, what I was doing. I was and I'm, uh, I didn't have the. Um, I didn't have the self-confidence, number one, at the time. Mm -hmm. I didn't have the confidence that it took. I didn't feel like I could do it. Um, and there was so much great drag happening. And I had settled into a routine. And I was happy with it, the way that things were going. So I didn't push for more. But what I'm saying is now that I am have outside of, completely outside of all that stuff, I'm feeling like I can 
push for more. And I will. I know you can. I know I can. And I know that I will. I will say yes. And we will keep these lights on. Yeah. And I'm not going to... I will never again. As God is my witness. witness. I will will never never. go hungry. Uh, I I will never go hungry, but I will never... I can't imagine just... um, Really subjecting myself to any like any situation where that I'm not that I'm completely unhappy in. I wouldn't put myself in a situation where I'm completely unhappy just to survive anymore. Right. It's just not something that I can see myself doing. I have. Yeah. I've, I've gone. I've gotten beyond that, which is, I think, some wonderful growth. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. It's it's kind of scary for me because I don't know, you know how I'm going to be making money in five years. And I don't, you know, I don't know how I'm going to be able to make money when I'm much older, when I should be retired, but nobody's retired. You know, who knows? There's no such thing as retirement. Well, for people with regular jobs, there can be not much anymore. You got to have. You got to be. You're going to be up. Some in, people out there have six good normal jobs. You got to be making six figures to be able to retire anymore, honey. That's just not. It's not a thing. Retirement is disappearing rapidly. I, we're not going to be able to retire. Well, that and doesn't I don't think mean anyone I don't know. want to be able to do it. <laughs> well, obviously it would be nice, but retirement is retirement is. I'm going to be DJing you are, those. You just might as well just hit your wagon to a star, girl. I'm gonna. Um, <laughs> I'm just gonna be that old crusty DJ up there. We'll keep turning it, tight. it out. We'll keep it tight. We're on a good path. I think we'll keep it tight well into our older ages. Now that we're on this, now that we're on that path, I plan to. I plan to. Full, I'm going fully demi, full demi more on it. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna look better at forty than I did at twenty. That is my goal. I got there two years go. to do it. There you and, go. Uh, she's gonna. She's pushing for it. Mm-hmm. I've never have any visible abdominal muscles in my lifetime. Uh, so that is a goal. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's not really. I'm just trying to. Stay, be healthy and happy, uh, but I think an ab muscle know, or two would make me, I think, a little bit happier with what I saw hey, in the mirror. I've been, you know, <laughs> what can I say? I w- I wish I was beyond that, but I'm not. Uh, hey, nobody's ever complained about an ab here and there. Here and there. Um, I think that. Um, what you know, do you think? For me, it's been, it's been a little bit of like just it doesn't it doesn't always feel like it at the time but when i look back on it there's definitely some sacrifice involved in being able to live an artist's lifestyle um well yeah i mean you said you got to sacrifice a lot of things i think i mean i moved to another country just so that i could perform regularly and make enough money to survive doing that yeah you know, I mean, I moved to Poland in 2014 from New York because I was not making money in New York. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know what? I went to Europe. I was doing good over there. I was able to perform and make money. And and uh, that made me really happy because that's what I love to do. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to go there. I don't know anything about like speaking Polish or whatever, but I'll figure it out and and I did. I lived there for like two years. I did tons of shows. I made good money. I was able to like get my life together. 
and not be super depressed because I felt like I had no worth. And um, <laughs> that's always and, helpful. And um, and it kind of you know gave me what I needed to then move to LA and um, feel worthless again. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I just you know I had to get out of New York because it wasn't it wasn't working for me. It wasn't end. working for either of us. It was great for a long working, time, but you know things are working now. Things are working for me great here. Things are working sure. great now here. And I think which I never which is funny because I never was able to say that in the past about anywhere I was. Even when I was doing good in New York, I never thought to myself, things are going great. Because it was always such a struggle. Every the struggle becomes the norm. Yeah. It's just it's just normal. But it wasn't like wow, this is normalized. It was always like something pervasive. Something really everyone is struggling. Something really you're constantly struggling. Yeah. It just becomes a part of everyday life. Yeah. But it but it was like even when something amazing would happen, like, oh my God, like my show my videos on TV or blah 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 blah. It was like, but still you don't really have enough money to survive. Yeah. You know, it was like so it was like yeah, there's oh a definite God. there was a disconnect between us at especially at that time, the success that we were having and that Johnny was having and mm-hmm. every all of us were having together, um, and the reality of our lives. Yeah. It was there was a st- definitely a stark contrast uh, between, yeah, being portrayed, you know, on TV. We were on freaking TV, mm-hmm. and to have the, you know, the dichotomy. People like, knew us when we would go around the country. Yeah, like, the di- was, but the dichotomy of what your life actually like, is. I have no money in my what, bank account. <laughs> yeah, and what your what it maybe is perceived to be. Yeah. There was a huge... It's, yeah. There was a huge difference between it. But we have managed... I mean... To keep the lights on. We've managed... <laughs> we, the, the lights... I You said that maybe the electric... I don't know. I don't think I've ever had my electric turned off. I've always been able to stay on top of my bills for the most part, other than my I have, cell phone. You bill. know what? I've never had the electricity turned off because I learned that trick. Like I said early on, <laughs> you, just call you just call the bitches. Oh, you just call them. Like one time, I'd be like, "I don't have any money, but I can give you ten dollars <laughs> in two weeks." In two weeks? Yeah, seriously. And that's it. And they're like, oh "Okay, God. we'll be expecting that payment." Right. Yeah. That's it, girl. Just give them a little That's something. That's a little tip. A little goes a long way. A little way. tip for, especially in times like this, Hope I mean, who knows? Because people are going to be en masse, like not being able to pay their bills. But if you if you get that call in early, y'all mm-hmm. out there yeah. struggling. Get ahead of might, it. Get ahead, get ahead of, it. of it, bitch. Maybe maybe they might have some, maybe they might have some relief for you. Yeah. Oh, wait, did the power just go out? No. <laughs> Erica! Keep them lights on. Keep them on. Who is she? Who is she? But who is she? 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 She? Who's a... 
Who's our she? This week, our she, our she is, is the gorgeous, the gorgeous, and talented, and, talented and sweetest pie, Mila Jam. Mila Jam, y'all. Yes. We've known this bitch for a long time. Ever since she was a baby. I've known her since she was a baby. Yeah. I th- I thought that she was like around our age more, but yeah, I think she's, she's got, she's, she's like, no. She's, she's much young. She's a, she's much. She's very young. She's much younger. Very good. Very young. Um, it's hard to tell. Age and when you live in New York is kind of a non-existent thing. Nobody looks their age. Nobody acts their age. Mm-hmm. You can't tell how old anybody is. But this but bitch she has is been doing though. it. We've known her since she was a baby. Um, this bitch is doing it, and for been doing it for quite a while. Quite a while. And it just so happens that. I, along with Johnny McGovern, yes. produced her first ever original single. Oh my god! Yes, you guys did. Yeah, and the crowd goes, and the, and the crowd, crowd goes. goes Ooh. That was back in the day when she 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 was known as Britney Houston, the artist formerly known as Britney, the Houston. artist formerly known as Britney Houston. Um, she was really popular before we did that song because. She had done a. She was doing parodies. She had done a bunch of like parodies or like remakes of videos um, from Pussycat Dolls and Rihanna. Uh, And like they were, she was getting like millions of hits on YouTube. Before that, speaking of Pussycat Dolls, we did, there was a, I think there's video, there's, um, there is definitely footage of this on YouTube. Uh, From Wigstock. Wigstock. We did the Mussycat Dolls. What's a mussy cat? A doll? mussy is a man pussy. Work oh. that mussy, work that mussy. Uh, <laughs> yes. So we did the mussy cat dolls. Uh, yeah, but and then, you know, artist formerly known as Brittany Houston was. She was, was one of that, the Mussycat dolls. Right? She yeah. was in that. There and was like 12 of you. Yeah, there was a bunch of us. Peppermint was in that as well. Mm-hmm. So was uh, Milan. Of yeah. Drag Race fame mm-hmm. and uh, DJ Nita Aviance. There's actually footage of it in the documentary Wig on HBO, right? Yes, you're in it for like I'm in two it. seconds. I'm in the, the you, documentary footage on if Wig you really, for like two seconds. If you squint, if you yeah, blink, you miss it. Yeah, but yeah, and I was looking real good, snatched, snatched. Anyways, so Br- Miss Brittany Houston, Mila Jam, she's an amazing dancer. She's an amazing dancer. Um. And, and an amazing lip sync artist mm-hmm. as well. We actually caught and a great her. and then a fantastic singer. This a, bitch a, is just super talented. Triple threat. She's just so incredibly talented. Yeah, we caught her on. I've worked Instagram with her a, a the few other times. night. Remember? Yeah, we, we were caught watching. her on Instagram Live. She did. Uh, she did her Britney she Houston re- revival show. Britney Houston revival. She did a, a numbers that she had been that she had performed over the years and years ago, darling. Mm-hmm. Um. And it was she was amazing. She's amazing. She's a great performer. Amazing. She's a, she's a great performer. Yeah. She's like she's got that t- that type of uh, lip sync that I'm just like that's exactly what I want to see. It's very New York. It's very she was raised in New York. You know, it's just like I don't even know how to describe type, it. Yes, there's a type of lip sync where it's like funny but fierce at the same I'm time. Not, so I don't. Yeah, it's funny but fierce at the same time. This is a particularly New York of a certain time. I don't know if it's so much anymore. 
I think it is. I think it I've still of, seen girls it, it's do sort it. Sort of, yeah, but uh, some of the newer. It's not as prevalent as it was, and it also. I'm going to say this because it's true. It's a New York lady of color style of lip syncing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's very specific. I have it for sure. Yeah. And, uh, but it's yeah. It's a very. It's a specific type of fierce comedy. It's mm. funny, but it's not. Yeah, when you can combine the fierceness with the funny, and it's not too serious, mm-hmm. but then you can get serious. I don't know. It's such. A, it's like a playing with emotions. It's like from mm-hmm. moment to moment. You know. Yeah. It's so. It's that's what I love about lip syncing. It's a. It's a, it's really a genre unto itself. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm. I'm. I. I. I fall into that category. Yeah. She definitely falls into. Mila that category Jam as well. does it very well. Very. If you very ever well. get the opportunity to see her? Uh, I think she's still doing. Um, some Instagram live shows yeah. here and there. You got to catch her. You got to check her out. She's, but she's prolific, girl. If you just do yourself a favor, yeah, go on type YouTube. into type in Neela Jam and whatever um, yeah. place you would like she's, to type in. You know, you can and, find her yeah. everywhere. But um, she, she's got, she's had, she's had a lot of really great music come out recently. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, really we, good. We were just watching. Um, Faces, Faces, which is really a beautiful, beautiful video. It's a beautiful video. It's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful like um, sentiment and and it's a really nice song. Um, and uh, you know she's a she's a trans woman, and she's a very uh, big advocate for trans rights. And um, I I don't know. I mean, I just like admire uh, her work ethic. And her bitch talent. works hard. Yeah, she's talented, and she has worked hard her entire career. Um, she's always been a really hard worker. Mm-hmm. She had some weird negative blowback when she came out as trans. Really? Do you remember that? Not yeah, it was really. a very bizarre. It was a very bizarre um, situation, but she did. Hmm. There at the time. There's like a yeah. There was some some weird stuff, but she overcame, and uh, and she is thriving. It seems to me, yeah. And she, the bitch is fully talented, fully amazing. Mm-hmm. Fully oh, that's great. right. I was trying to think. I knew that she she had just done um, the role that Peppermint originated on Broadway in Head Over Heels. Oh, really? Um, at a different theater outside of New York, but. Um, well, congratulations! Yeah, like, so she's doing. She's doing. She's doing it. theater. She's a recording artist. She's doing, doing it. Lip, uh, she's just. She's like does it all. It's crazy, and um, yeah. I mean, like, if you ever get to see this bitch in concert, you will n- not be disappointed. She gives you she what you want to see. Out. She gives you what you want to see. Yeah. So that's our sister. Yeah, check Miss her out. Neela Jam. Or, or um, even the old, I think some of the older some of the Brittany older Houston videos are up there Houston, too. It's all worth watching. Um, Brittany Houston, one of my favorite drag names of all time. It's <laughs> so good. And I can't believe that she was the only one. This was the first one. The original, the only, the one and only. We love you, Mila. We love you, girl. Keep on going, girl. And uh, giving us that good music. And we will be listening. Who is she? Who? Oh, Mila Jam. That's who she was. She was no, she was she was she was Brittany Houston. Houston. She is who is she? She's Mila Jam. Yes.
I know what, what you've, you've done, done but what, what have you done, done for you lately? lately? Why? How did Venus Extravaganza end up saying that? I don't know. It just seems like something that she should say. I guess. I don't. I don't even know where it came. What from. have you done? I do, I know what you've done, but what have you done for you lately? <laughs> okay. I know anyway. I've heard someone say that somewhere before. But it wasn't Venus Star of Gans's voice. No. It was more like a, what have you done for you? What have lately. you done for me? What, what have you done for, for me, me lately? It was definitely some type of like drag queen or something. But it turned into Venus Extravaganza. Yeah. Which most things end up. Because I won't get married in a church. And white. In the end. Up the peak scales. <laughs> um, they like me because I'm so small. I'm tiny. <laughs> oh. My hands will be smaller than their hands. <laughs> oh my god if you haven't watched paris is burning at least 12 times uh you need more than that i've seen it hundreds of times if we not need to thousands. watch it again we need I to watch why it's we been a while trying to figure out what we need to be watching because we obviously paris is burning need just be needs to be on it what have you done for you lately well we've done a lot for we've us been doing lately. a lot the of past stuff. a lot of stuff we figured out so many things but this past week we recorded uh, the footage for my new EP video. Well, the, well all weekend, basically. All well, weekend we recorded it. It really didn't take that long. It didn't take that long. I finished, but I had been working very hard on the looks. And let me tell you this. I've said this before. I'm not as good at sewing as I... Re- I'm never as good at sewing as I remember <laughs> when I start doing something again. So it yeah. took a very long time to get these outfits together. Because they're not, now they're not ornate, mind you. They're not the most audacious, like gaudy, mm-hmm. like uh, opulent garments that I've ever worn. Opulent? Uh, the, the opulent. The opulence was <laughs> yeah. not there, girl. But I made uh, pan- three pairs of panties. Three pairs of ruffle panties. Ruffle panties. Which is something I've never, I've never attempted before. Um, Rufflepuss, which forever just happens to be my new drag name, Rufflepuss. <laughs> you got to get that Rufflepuss, girl. That puss, no, pussy ruffle, pussy ruffle. That's what pussy we were ruffle. saying. Pussy ruffle, pussy ruffle. You pussy ruffle. You got to get that pussy ruffle together. Um, but I mean, yeah, three pairs of. I made three pairs of um, boot leggings, cover. boot covers, and three garter belts, and then three outfits to go on top as well. Um, a skirt, a dress, uh, a bubble, dr- a bubble tube top, like a bubble dress tube top, yeah, and uh, like a a, dr- a mini dress, a baby doll, and also and a bat wing uh, shirt, blouse, blouse, a big bat wing blouse, mm-hmm. um, and they're all finished garments, um, <laughs> like I. I, I 
spend a lot of, and this is something that I've also very proud of myself for that I've never done. This because what usually happens is this: I start sewing, I have an idea of what I want to make. It's too hard. I abandon that idea. <laughs> I abandon that idea, and I adjust it to something that is less hard and will take less time. I did not do that this time for the, maybe the first time ever. I I did not sacrifice the image in my head for what, you know, for time sake and for because ease. you spent quite a bit of time on that stuff. I did. I spent a long time on it. I spent a couple weeks, days and days and days at the sewing machine. At the sewing machine. But I'm I did it and we filmed it and it's super cute. The f- footage is really adorable. Um, you know, and we're just going to fucking put it together and put it the fuck out. Yeah. Right. We're going to edit it up, put it out, edit it up and put it out. So that's what we've done for, well, we that's also, what we've we done to, for yeah. me lately. That's what you've done for you. That's what I've done. And for I've me. done for you. <laughs> yes, because you filmed it. I was the filmographer. I mean, you made the music and I made the music. So, um, yeah, I mean the looks, and I put myself together, and I did. I did some pretty serious dancing. You did, and face performance, and face performing. Um, I, it's there's lots really of cool. silhouettes, lots of silhouettes, and really cool silhouettes. Arms and nails everywhere. It's good. It's cute. I show off these. This, you know, I got my bodice back in check mm-hmm. more so than it has been. It's gonna show it off a little bit. Yeah. Get these legs back working. Okay. It's cute. It's cute, girls. Um, yeah, I'm excited about it. It's gonna be great. What have you done for you lately? Um, God, this this last I mean, these last two weeks, honestly, have felt kind of crazy. Well, we've been doing we've been um, spending a lot of time prepping things. Like yeah. we figured out how to do the YouTube like yeah. how to we got the but we started filming, filming this, this. And then had to edit with mm-hmm. the with the video and the audio and put that together, put us to YouTube. We've get, been preparing for um, our Instagram. For our Instagram live, live concert, that, concert we're that we're doing tonight. Our party. The living room. The living room. Because um, we record these on Tuesdays. Yeah. They're usually out on Wednesdays or late Tuesdays, but we record them during yeah. the day on Tuesdays. Um but Coming up the, any Tuesday from now on, we should be we'll on be doing, Instagram Live. We will be doing on my it. channel at Adam Joseph Music, and um, at seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. Eastern, ten p.m. for East. about an hour. We're gonna be kiki. We're gonna kiki for an hour. I'm gonna DJ and sing, and Erica's gonna do drag shows and lip sync and dance and um, yeah, just you know. Quarantine kiki. We're gonna be kiki quarantine tank. Um, so you can. I'm join excited us. about it. It's gonna be fun. Um, yeah, and um, I, you know, I, I wrote I wrote a song this week, so that was good. I told myself I needed to like record and write more, and I did that. I recorded a song, and um, and what else? That was kind of my goal was to record those those songs that I needed to do, and I did that. Um, and now I'm looking forward to recording my next song. Yes. Um, which is called Whitney Houston. <gasps> so good, y'all. <laughs> this is one of my favorite things that you've done in a long time. Really? I mean, I love everything that you do, but I feel like this has such a lovely spirit. 
I hope so. And I think it really is emblematic of the direction that you said that you're hoped to go in with yeah. your solo stuff, the stuff mm-hmm. that you want to be making. Yeah. This is it, yeah. this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the direction. I so, lo- It's so adorable. I wrote this song in 2015. And um, when I was drunk on the beach in Poland... I wrote. I had the idea. They do. <laughs> they do have lakes. Oh, the, and there's also okay. the Baltic Sea. Oh, there's the sea. I, that's was my question. Um, it's on the Baltic. But actually, Baltic this was a lake. This was a town where I was on vacation with my friend Nick and his boyfriend and his boyfriend's parents in this like Ooh. kind of like the Daytona beach of Poland. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there's like Polish con- uh, gift stores everywhere. It's, it's crazy. It's terrible. Ooh. But I was kind of drunk Thanks. and I, and I was, um, I made up the hook while I was walking around this little town. And it is gorgeous. And um, so I'm not going to give it away, but it's going to be really fun. And I hope you guys will enjoy that when that comes out. But um, So I'm going to start diving into that this coming week. I feel like I need to get back on a schedule right. that involves more than just one thing. Because I've been focusing That's on what, getting these yeah. looks done and preparing for this video. Yeah, And I've kind of, everything else that I was trying to do has kind of fallen by the wayside. But I had my goal before this came up was to spend a segment of time each day on all of the different things that I'm working on. Mm. Like spend an hour at my sewing machine, spend an hour looking for mu- like researching music that I want to, to either sing or do numbers to. Yeah. Um, spend an hour. <clears throat> um, I mean, I, mean, I don't know. All, there's, if it's, uh, there's other things. Honestly, I just would like to break, break my day up and honestly, not just be focusing I've, I've, on I've tried to do stuff like that, and it's it's actually kind of hard to do that because once you get into something, it you. I mean, for me, it usually turns into like I'm just going to do this until I figure this out, and it could take two or three hours. I need to you spend. Know what I, mean? um, I need to spend, but I see. I need but to like I break need more it structure up. than that, or else I'll, I'll or else I'll get lost. So I'm giving myself yeah. the structure. I'm going to pick out. Like three things, I think, to break three segments to break my day up into mm. and just continue yeah. to work on things. I need to spend more time. I would like to spend more time with my technologies because I'm now that I'm, I feel like the walls are tumbling down between me and technology. And I feel like I can dive in and I mean, you've figure got out a how to podcast, use things. a YouTube. You're on a weekly YouTube show. Yeah. Now you've got a live weekly live stream show. I mean, you're I know, you're crazy. basically an influencer, Erica. Basically a freaking influencer. Yeah. I want to be more comfortable using my computer and using like the actual technologies. Mm-hmm. Like more familiar with everything that they do and that I can do on them. Yeah. Because I have the time. I taught you how to make a playlist on iTunes you today. Did. And see, the thing is illegally I, I download music from YouTube. I had forgotten how to do those things because it's been so long. Um, but yeah, there's all kinds of, I just need to spend more time familiarizing myself again with the technology because uh-huh. I've been avoiding it like the well, plague got that great computer. for many years. You're a lot with that thing. So um, I need to get back into that. So I'm going to um, be doing my weekly look. Um, I'm going to be doing yeah. my engaging with technology and then there needs to be something else and, and the music and spending technology. on music. Um, so those are my three things to divide my days up into yeah. for the next little while at least. Yeah, I mean, I... I, you know, I told myself 
at one point when we were doing these, I was like, I'm going to write a song a day or spend an hour or spend an hour writing every day or whatever. But like uh-huh. for me, it's like if I start writing a song, I don't want to stop until I'm finished because I don't want to have to come back to it the next day and finish it. Yeah. Um, so I, usually I if I start do doing something, I just, I'm just more of a list person. So if I'm going to make a list and then I'm just going to go and like from the top of that list or looked at look at the list and you're like what are the things that I could actually accomplish today and like accomplish those things and then the next day I'll just like f- figure out what else I need to do on that list because I think that's the only way that I can really like get things done like it's good to work on things but I also like am very focused on just like getting them done at the same time like I don't want to work on it a little bit each day I want to like knock that out so that I can move on to the next thing because I'm very very like tunnel vision you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can only focus on one thing at a time so um yeah well, i have broader that, goals yeah the um you have the, very specific the the uh tasks to but the routine perform. yeah the routine has really been i it, i was going a little crazy the other day because i was thinking about like how I, much i loved my routine before miss rona hit and i was like going to the gym and i was working out and i was eating like meals like super regularly like at the same time every day and like you know getting up at the same time every day uh, and, and and it was great yeah, me too and um and uh now that's not happening. <laughs> now it's like i'm waking up in, in the middle of the night i'm falling asleep in the middle of the day i'm not working out i'm not eating the regularly and because it's just like time has not there's just no structure when you don't have to leave your you can't leave your house and you know yeah it's just like we stopped doing our walks for a few days and that really even threw me off because I was like what am I doing in the morning and you know exactly it's it's it just really got okay, to we're me we're gonna hop back on so I really yeah we're I just hop need, back on I need routine. some type I'm like a toddler I need structure yeah I need structure as well we're gonna hop back on a routine um, yeah and um. Yeah, that was kind of driving me crazy, which brings me to our newest segment of the show. I have a question for you. What is it? How's your head? <laughs> oh my gosh. Elvira, I'm sorry. Are you all right? Yeah, I think so. How's your head? Well, I haven't had any complaints yet. Excuse me? I haven't had any complaints. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes. So, so yeah, I mean, I literally felt myself going crazy the other day and I was like, I could tell, but it was like, we had to keep doing stuff too. Like it would have been great if I could have just like gone into my room and just laid down and not done anything. But like, we were like in the process of like shooting video Uh and like getting ready to shoot the video and blah, blah, blah. And it was like, I had to keep going and I was just like, oh my God. It was kind of funny I hope because I don't we were like murder Erica for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> I know it was funny because I was really have I was having I was enjoying myself and like having I think a a better attitude than I usually have mm-hmm. doing things like that mm-hmm. and uh, like the roles were kind of reversed a little yeah. bit. Yeah, because I was I, I was down it. I was like having fun and like wanting it to be an enjoyable experience and like kind of just down for it. Usually in those situations, I get. Um, overwhelmed and withdrawn and can be bitchy. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't. You weren't, th- I mean, you were a little bitchy, but you weren't that. Bad. I wasn't even like, 
it wasn't i wasn't even i was it just made me frustrated and when i get frustrated i can get really bitchy and it's not even about like uh, maybe i just i can get get short and you know cuz i'm usually very pleasant Super pleasant, <laughs> but um, such a pleasant goyle. No, I can just you know, especially or if I'm hungry, don't talk to oh, me. Oh, girl, the the hanger. I have a hangry. I've never met anyone. You had the worst. I will hangriness I will, yeah, of anyone I I've ever met. Angry. That blood sugar starts to drop, girl. She's she's going down. Yeah, don't talk someone, to me. And someone's taking you, taking someone down with you. Yep. Whoever's, it happens. Whoever, whoever's in the But that's nearest. why it's important for me to be on my schedule because yes. if I'm not eating regularly, which is the first thing that will throw off, that will be thrown off with my schedule. If I stop being on my schedule, I will like be like, oh, I'm not going to eat. And then I'm like, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and I haven't eaten anything yet today. All I had was a gallon of coffee and we all know that doesn't help. No, it does not. So um, it can be, it's just, yeah, I need to be on the schedule. I need are you to feeling be, better? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling better. I mean, I'm excited about doing our Instagram thing. I think this is going to be super fun, and I think we're going to really be looking forward yeah. to it. I mean, I haven't been week. able to DJ in seven weeks. And I love that we can just do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's, it's so low pressure. Totally. I put so much, well, you know this, and the listeners now know this, I put so much, take get very serious about everything. About everything. And, uh... To the point where it kind of knocks all the joy out of it, mm-hmm. usually. Yep. Especially when I have time to think about things. Uh, this this is like I'm just doing songs that I love, and I'm try- and not getting into that headspace. So it's been so far very enjoyable, and I'm very much looking forward to doing it all. Um, but you know what? I have to actively keep myself from going there. I've caught myself many times over the past week when we were doing the video, when I was trying to finish the looks, when every I caught myself falling into that weird space, that weird, really serious, joyless space. I'm like, girl, snap out of it. Yeah. This is what you're doing now. This is your life. There's nowhere then there's nowhere else to be. This is what you're doing. This is what you love. You gotta remember you gotta to just take the, take the time enjoy to it. enjoy it. Because it's fun shooting a music video. Shooting it's a music cool. video. It's, it's cool. Fun. It was fun, and I and we got and because it was fun, I think we got some really great shots. Yeah, um, because we kept the joy. It can yeah, it can easily turn into something like where all you're thinking about is like this isn't going the way that I thought it was going to go and because it rarely does it, do- you know? it rarely does I think and I'm super guilty of that but I think we both can uh stand to enjoy the process more I've said that many times that you have to you know I have to remind myself to enjoy things and you know if I'm not enjoying it then why am I doing it because that's the reason that I started doing all this in the first place right i've been actively i i found myself actively reminding myself you do you have to actively, actively remind yourself but the thing is i, I us, do i usually it's too late do you know what i mean uh, if you, you for me in yeah. the past by in the, the past time, it's been too in late. the past it's been too late by the time i get to that place i've not i've already i'm there do you do you understand mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm already there. Yeah, I'm already withdrawn. That's why I've you, already yeah. gone you, through it. I, I got to keep too it. late, and there's nothing's yeah. gonna drag me out of it, and until it's over with. Yeah, I, and I had to make, get I had to get used to 
reminding myself along the way before it gets before you get in too deep. You know? Yeah, uh, before you not fall into the swamp so of this sadness. This is a new yeah, the swamp of sadness, girl. <laughs> You're gonna no, lose our tax. We're gonna lose our tax in the swamp of sadness. <laughs> oh, that's so such a sad part of that movie, girl. I know. That's the part of the. That's why I can. I. I feel our like, tax. I really don't like to watch that scene. It's so oh, sad, girl. When a tray is. Yelling at that was my, trying to get that was my childhood <gasps> oh, watch ish. everyday movie. Oh, girl. And it was always sad when Artax drowned in the swamp of sadness. But like <laughs> I was saying, this is new territory for me. Um, I just feel like things are... this. These past six weeks have just been... Seven weeks now. I've just been like... I'm really... I'm on quite a journey. And it's things are unfolding for me week to week, minute, like day to day, minute to minute. And I'm, this will be part in particular, like I just said, I've been able to accomplish something that I've never in the past, like that I've never in the past been able to accomplish for myself, which is catching myself before I get to the place that I always go to, mm-hmm. uh, which is way too serious. Like today I had to remind myself as well when I was like, when we, after we made that playlist, I was like, I got to put, I got to play these songs over and over and over and over and over again. But I was like, let me just chill for a minute. I don't need to put them on right now. I've performed these songs billions of times. Yeah. I know all these tracks. And who cares if I fuck up the limp sync a little bit? We're, yeah. We're shooting an Instagram video in our fucking living room. Who cares? We're just going to have exactly. a good time. And the people that tune in will tune in and hopefully they'll enjoy it. And I think the more that we enjoy it, the more that they will enjoy it. So we're going to enjoy each other. We're going to enjoy the music. We're going to have a good time. But I had to do that today as well. So I'm in, it's a new thing for me and it's beautiful and it's wonderful. And it's not something that I've ever been, that I've been able to do in the past. I don't know why it's all of a sudden just clicked. But I think that this, this, um, the process of doing this podcast, the vocal, the active processing, like the vocal processing, the verbal processing um, that we do on a weekly basis here, I think has really helped me. Yeah. Get into the nooks and crannies of my mentals, and mm-hmm. uh, and understand what the, what the hell's going on, and be able to see myself objectively, like from the outside, mm-hmm. and see and uh, see what's happening when mm-hmm. it's happening, and tell me and and prevent it from mm-hmm. getting to a place. So that's new for me. Totally, it's brand new for me, and it's not something I've ever been able to accomplish. So I'm gonna give myself a little pat in the back. That's great. That's great for that yeah. one. Yeah, I had to, you know, actively tell myself, and I still do sometimes, like, let yourself have some fun, lighten up, because it can get so serious. You know, especially the bigger the gig, the more serious it is, the mm-hmm. more pressure it is. But you still have to remember, like, no matter how big the gig is or how small, you're here to have fun and you're here to like let other people have fun by watching you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're here. You got to do this. Right. Don't make it torture. Yeah. Don't, don't like make the best. Like, of yeah, it, girl, you, know? you didn't know. Like when I was rehearsing those songs, uh, there were some new songs that I had been rehearsing in the past for some shows. And I'm like, you have to do this. If you don't do this, you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't not do this. So just lighten up. Right. It's going to happen either way. It's going to happen either way. You have so. to rehearse these songs. Don't put tons of pressure on yourself, but keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Play the songs over and over. Sing the songs over and over until you're happy, but don't get go to the dark place. 
Don't yeah. go to that to the sunken don't place. Don't let yourself go to the dark place. Don't let yourself go to the sunken fun. place, girl, because you, you're in the chair, not moving. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. You gotta click that. You gotta ting ting on that teacup. Yeah. Get yourself yeah, back I mean, up I out just, of the dark place. You know, place. I have to remind myself. <laughs> I have to remind myself. You know, <clears throat> I think that that happens to everybody. You know, I'm like you can. It can it can creep up on you at any minute, so you have to be ready for it. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm really I'm finding, but as far as like, how's my head? My head's good. My head's feeling better. I just was my head was good know, this week. I was feeling which a is little... lovely. I I it's great when uh, I find that in the past. Hopefully, this will be maybe the paradigm will shift in the future. In the past, but we're rarely in the same place mentally at the same time. Right. Do you find you've noticed that? I mean, usually if you're off in one direction, I'm off in another direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally speaking, it works because whatever is happening, we can complement each other's things. And I think that's what's happening a little bit this time mm-hmm. i was gra- i was grateful that i if i had been in the sunken place um while we were then i think this whole th- experience shooting this video would have gone very differently if both of us had been so but i was feeling really good about the whole thing mm-hmm. and so it kind of allowed you to to maybe feel your feelings a little bit do you feel that yeah without it getting out of control yeah so i, I think it's good that we're able to like <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. What I'm saying is, I'm glad that we're not that our cycles right. are not synced up. You think like that ladies. our cycles would be synced? I'm up glad as that they're sisters not. living together. Yeah, but our cycles not. are not synced up, so that's good. Yeah, I hope they never do. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I mean, I'll take some of that mania if you if you're dealing if you're doling it out. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, um, take, I'll take a little bit, but the grass <laughs> is always greener, I guess. A little bit. A little bit's great. A it's a lot when it gets too big. It's yeah. a little hard to deal with. Um, but yeah, um, still waking up extremely early in the morning. But yeah, you, um, you know, it is what it is. I'll just have to go to sleep shortly there after our Instagram live ends at eight p.m. Yeah, I think I'm just gonna start going to bed at nine o'clock. I'm over it. I'm totally over it. I'm not going to sit on the couch and act like I'm going to stay awake for another episode of whatever we're watching and then wake up at 11 and have to go to sleep all groggy and cranky because I had to wake up. That's be very new for you because that's your entire life that I've known you. Yeah, because I feel like that's I'm still, since, even though well, we've with known my each sleeping other, that's schedule, how you, well, with my sleeping, how current sleeping schedule, I should be going to sleep at 9 o'clock because I'm waking up at 3 a.m. But I can always still think like you do go to sleep nine p.m. is but too then you early wake to up go- and you go back to bed. right. But I'm like nine p.m. is too early to go to bed. I need to stay up till eleven or whatever, but I can't. And then I still have to wake up at eleven and go to bed. So it messes up. It breaks up my sleep. Just go to bed after dinner. I'm just gonna start going to bed at nine. I'm over it. Just like RuPaul, <laughs> getting up at four a.m. Go to every bed day. after dinner. Work it out. I will not be going to bed at nine. You don't want me to wake you up at three? No, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. I don't know. There is something nice about being up super early in the morning, though. Before the sunrise? Yeah. I get a lot done. Okay. Well, 
Congratulations to all my European friends. Congratulations. Well, that is one thing. I, I do have some friends in Europe that I would like to converse with. Yeah. So maybe I'll give it a try. Probably not. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Probably um, not. So I guess we'll give them a song from Mila Jam this week, right? What have we been doing? Well, last week we played um, your song. Oh, yeah, play the Mila Jam song. Yeah, because... Because we were talking about our, who is she. She's who our, is who is she? she? So let's play an Amelia Jam. Yep. So uh, here you guys go. I think we're going to play Faces. Faces. Uh, by Amelia Jam. Enjoy. And until next time, we, we love we, you all. We love we you all. Appreciate write us, all of your write us, feedback. Let us know what you think. Yes. Give us your questions, comments, queries, and concerns. Direct that towards our Twitter at turningpurple underscore. You can message us directly at Adam Joseph Music on Twitter and Instagram. At Erica Tor on Twitter and Instagram. And you can even email us if you want at turningpurplepod at gmail.com. We love to hear from you. It keeps us going. It really does. It's so nice to when to hear when someone connects to what we're doing here. Um, not just shouting into a void. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind shouting into a void. I guess but. I don't mind it either. We'd keep doing it, but it's nice for the... Um, I like... I the, like for A little support never, never never hurts. hurt anybody. We um, appreciate, so yeah, so we appreciate the each show, and every one of you. And you can also rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Give us a little rating. Five stars only, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Yeah, please. Oh, and of course, if you're not aware, you can watch us on YouTube. We've no. got a lot of video uh, stream, or I don't know if that's what it's called. We've got video of us recording the podcast. A video podcast. You can see me sitting on my bed right now. Yes. Um, and you can see me sitting in a chair right next to his bed. And look. <gasps> oh. Magic. I can reach across the screens. There's two screens because we need we need alternate angles. We're we need homosexuals, alternate angles. God damn it. Well... Because I'm not comfortable sitting on the bed. And I'm not comfortable sitting in a chair because I'm that gay. Yeah. So that's just the way it is. And um, until next time, we shall be turning purple. <laughs> Smiles on their faces as they walk on.
Is in 